Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important. Just having a quick look at my calendar here. What's this? First of the month? Isn't that the best time to sign oh up for the Second Captain's World Service? <laughs> to be part of independent member-led journalism? Why, I believe it is. Hey, Murph. I'm just looking at my calendar here. How, how often do you check in with your calendar? Would you say once a day on? Uh, fairly regularly on the phone, you know? I mean, I don't necessarily have a, have have a the physical calendar. wall-mounted calendar. Yeah, but no, you're, you're maybe often I, checking your phone. Maybe what I day should is make today? you a calendar but, but, for, uh, for Christmas. You know, just like 12 photographs of me and you down you. through the well me mostly yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but you'll be in a few of them as well just you you and your dog just just 12 of you and your dog and well that's actually that's actually scenarios. a beautiful gift uh, and one that I'm now going to make for you if I if, if, if <laughs> it comes to January problem. 1st you'll, you'll know you check your calendar regularly if it comes to January 1st 2023 and you haven't yet received your personalised calendar for me and Pickles mm. well Murph and Pickles yeah there's you, you gotta come to me and I will make that I'll make your dreams come true Full value for your fiver a month plus VAT if you sign up today for the next month. And of course, no matter when you join, you will have full access to all of our old episodes. So what was on this week? Richie Sadler is back in action after his spinal fusion surgery, fighting fit. And on yesterday's pod, he told a story from his own career. Was it yesterday? It was this week anyway. Inspired by poor Mo Salah missing his penalty for Egypt in the World Cup playoff at Senegal while being bombarded with lasers from the crowd. Here's Richie. I was involved in two or three penalty shootouts. One of them was, which is obviously, I'll get in there before you, this is obviously comparable to a World Cup playoff penalty shootout. This was the quarterfinal of the auto windscreen shield away against Bournemouth. Yes, we have not so, had a mention of the auto windscreen shield yeah. in so long. So it was 1999, 23 years ago. Oh. I'm so old. So 1999 and it was four all and I went up to take the fifth penalty. <laughs> and so I kind of put the ball down and... Like, I know loads more discussions and research and talk has gone into penalty shootouts. Remember all our conversations during the Euros, all the articles that are written and members of staff that are employed just to prepare players for penalty shootouts. But the, the basics you're told is forget the noise, focus on your job and hit the target. Don't change your mind. Really basic instructions. But remember at the time, put the ball down, took a few steps back, referee blows the whistle, I'm starting my run up. And then I stopped. Someone had thrown a battery and a cigarette lighter at me. And then, but it just 
dropped at my feet or in around the balls the ref said stop remove the things and, and said uh, carry on like in those moments you, you, in the moment like forget like podcast chats the following morning or sitting in your bed watching it from YouTube like you, you have a choice mm-hmm. like do you engage with the referee and start remonstrating and complain and throw your hands up and clearly make it clear to everyone that you've just been impacted by what's happened to you so everyone watching goes great we've got inside this fella's head the goalkeeper standing there smiling going this couldn't be going any better let's see if he can go from where he is now this really emotional pitch he's up at now to settling himself and focusing on the really simple task he walked up to do two minutes ago he's now lost his head so in those moments you kind of have just to forget about it all and, and, and stay clued in so I assume that's why they didn't even mention it last night. They were like, we could complain. I could get arsy with the ref. I I could throw my hands everywhere and threaten to walk away. But all it's going to do is going to impact my ability to do the thing that I'm here to do. And yes, I scored the penalty. And I had this sweetest moment. One of the sweet, sweet moments. It doesn't often happen in football. I scored. And the away end was behind, the, or the home end. We were in Bournemouth. So the, the Bournemouth fans were all behind the goal that we were shooting into. I got to score and then went to run back to the halfway line. I said, no, I'm not missing this chance. So I just turned around, cupped my ear, <laughs> leaned, leaned forward <laughs> and they went batshit. And I, was like, <laughs> I thought he was going to leave us hanging there for a second. But no, no, no. He revealed the big reveal. He scored mm. and gave those Bournemouth fans what for. I think uh, and I think he even he even said on the show. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be telling the story if I'd missed the penalty. So, you know, <laughs> we should have known the way it it was, that was going to end. But I was still yeah, on tender hooks. Yeah, yeah, I was absolutely on tender hooks. Nice to hear the old auto windscreens trophy getting to mention. I'm not, not sure if auto windscreens would count as a, a motor factor in Brian mm. Kerr's words. If you remember his story from the other day that we played for everybody yeah, uh, meeting yeah. Duffer's da while trying to get strimmer spool in a, in a motor factor. It's, it's a tight community on, you know. If you go into one, they, I'm sure they'll be able to point you in the general direction of the other and vice versa. The full interview with Kerr and David Snade is available from today for members. I'll play a more serious clip from the chat now because as well as <laughs> some fairly hilarious moments, there was also plenty to say, both of them plenty to say. And here's Brian Kerr talking about how multicultural the current Ireland team is and where Irish football has come from in this regard and hopefully where it can go to. This is good stuff from Kerr. 20 years ago, I told, when I was in, um, I was technical director, I remember gathering the development officers at the time and saying the future for us to change the game is going to be the incorporation of the the, the new population that have come into Ireland because they're going to bring a, a different element to it. Mm. It, it, it was sparked off by a, a young lad, uh, Amika, who, who, was, who was playing the Kevins and he he was picked on the underage international team and he, and, and he couldn't play in the away matches. I remember Vincent Butler telling me at the time he had no passport, but he'd been here since he was seven or eight and he had no passport. And this, he was now 16. And I went, this is mad stuff. And we got stuck in a bit. You might know, some of you might know involved with Sari, the sport against racism. And we, we got stuck in and somehow or other we managed to achieve a passport for him. And that meant it opened up the whole thing. It didn't go, he missed out on the chance of going to several English clubs mm. because they were reluctant to sign him because of that limitation. But what it, it, inspired, it inspired me, it, it just thought it was the right thing. Make sure development officers, make sure it's easy for the, for the new lads coming in mm. to adapt to the ser- scenario here and to get a chance and find a pathway and that they're not discriminated against, that we discriminate... <laughs> we, sorry... 
we, 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 we discriminate against them. We, we discriminate towards them in a positive way, knowing the difficulties people have when they move from country to country, and that the opportunity was there for us. There were going to be Polish lads mainly at that time, or there was going to be lads from uh, Lithuania, Estonia, um, Albania, like uh, uh, Lithuania. That, that, that there was going to be potential there because that would be an opportunity. Right, big deal. It's coming to pass now, but but it, it needed that little bit of a hush at the time, and maybe promoting Chris Hutton at the time for being someone that should be a model as the first black player to play for Ireland. Maybe that helped. Maybe Clinton's emergence, Paul McGrath's emergence, those sort of models for those young players. So, uh, look, I, I feel strong. I'm delighted to see what's happened. The three lads I mentioned down the middle of the pitch and so many more that are going to come through. And we see them around the league as well. I think that is going to have a big influence on Irish football. And it's part of why our international team is going to be better. And hopefully our society is going to be better and more respectful of it. I mean... What, 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 what's going on about Ukraine? On a bit of a rant, what's going on for the Ukrainian people? And we're doing people are doing a great job, and so on. But I'm thinking about all the people who've been in direct provision for the last 15 years and not getting out of there. And, and what have what have our government really done for them, other than lock them up there and say we we'll give you 13 euro a week? I mean, that's been a scandal. But now suddenly we're able to find the money and the accommodation to get people, and, and rightfully so. But we shouldn't be so instant. But from a sporting point of view, there's an opportunity there for us. I mean, there's a lot of spoofy articles about Belgium this week and, oh, Jesus, and the fella Sullivan torn the world around for them and so on. Like, they were coming looking at what we were doing 20 years ago because we were winning all around us at the time, right? So... It's, it's about numerous things and taking advantage of what you have in your country. And now we have this advantage now because we've got... A lot of the different people with a different attitude who are dedicated are going to take a chance, are going to sign for a club in Italy. I'm 16. Yeah, I'll go to France if I get a contract in France. I don't have to go to Liverpool or Rochdale or Doncaster or any of that. But that... Brian Kerr is best there, isn't it? I just look. I love the passion mm. it's four minutes four minutes long that is a uh, slight interjection from Ken but mostly it's just Brian Kerr we've done a few live events with him over the years and sometimes you can start to notice a shift in an answer he'll, he'll start off and suddenly just he gets mm. into it and it's whether I don't know whether he's feeding off the crowd or I think it's more just something clicks in his own head and suddenly he goes from already what's quite an interesting answer there's this really impassioned sort of thing that you know he feels with every fibre mm. of his being so that was a typical example of it there I thought it was great yeah and so it's, it's just nice typical of the sort of uh, the sort of passion that we've uh, that we've come to expect and love from Brian Kerr in football life in public life and mm. indeed at our live shows so well that's the thing some great points in there as well you know it's not just it's not just passionate like cause you, you hear that sometimes but it's passionate and also quite a lot of sense being talked mm. there as well which is a good combination for any any broadcaster I would say so nice stuff from Care and Snade which is available to you now if you sign up on secondcaptains.com thanks Murph thank you Owen thanks Emil take care World service. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important.